This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. Yes, every couple of weeks on the awesome morning show, we take pause to reflect on um, the status of our city as a UNESCO City of Literature and how wonderful it was last evening to see the launch of the Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival program. And a reminder that that gets underway on the 6th of May through to the 9th of May. But uh, it's just one of many festivals coming back to back in the city. And of course, uh, this evening, Dunedin Fringe Festival launches with a special event and then the full program kicks in. Uh, and we're going to take a time now to focus on one of those events. Joining us this morning, Eleanor Poletti uh, is hosting a poetry evening uh, on Wednesday the 24th of March. And uh, Eleanor joins us on the Awesome Morning Show. Morena, lovely to have you with us. Good morning. It's lovely to be here. We're talking poetry this morning, and it would be wrong of us not to ask you to do some reading. So why don't we start that way? I'd be happy to. Um, I should say that this first one, it's a poem called Night Singers, is part of a series of lullabies that I wrote, and uh, it's about the third or fourth in. So, Night Singers. Listen, my lovely, listen to the night singers. The valley lies so silent and still, but for the song of tiny tree frogs rising and falling, rising and falling, flowing like the little creek below. Listen, my lovely, listen to the night singers. From the great Rimu on the hill comes the floating cry of the Ruru, echoing over the jostle of houses and roads as it did when all was swamp and bush. Listen, my lovely, listen to the night singers. Nose to nose, sleek shapes in the dark, the cats crouch on steps still warm from the day. They croon their wild harmony, a song of long ago and far away. Listen, my lovely, listen to the night singers. Well, I can see why that might be a lullaby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Thank you very much. And, yeah, tell us more about um, this approach. Lullabies, I don't think I've ever talked about lullabies with anyone on this program before, and certainly not in relation to poetry. So why lullabies, and, and, and how um, are they related to the show that we're going to see? Okay. Um, it was just one of those things <laughs> that I thought, oh, There aren't a lot of New Zealand lullabies that I'm aware of, and I did a bit of research. Um, J.K. Baxter did a a poem about a lullaby about whales, and um, I think Joy County has some, but we don't have New Zealand lullabies particularly. And I thought, yeah, well, there's a thing I could do. So I started off with, and the series started with, you know, listen to the rain on the roof type things, and then um, expanded into um, all sorts of different ideas for lullabies. And the idea with a lullaby is what? Is it, you know, traditionally we kind of expect that they're going to send us to sleep, or is it more about putting our mind in a good space to allow that to happen? I, I actually think it's about the relationship between the singer and or the speaker and the child. 
um, because you can you can talk about daily reality, you can um, go off in flights of fancy any way you like, um, so long as it's reasonably rhythmical and um, soothing. Uh, there's, you know, there's lots of scope to make a communication and to create, you know, the the whole environment of trust and comfort that the child needs to be able to go to sleep. And it's a ritual. Hmm. And when you say um, New Zealand lullabies, from your perspective, what does that mean just in terms of penned by New Zealand writers or reflecting? Very much reflecting. Hmm. Um our world and our places. Um, I should also say the first six of these were set by Anthony Ritchie and the um, the night singers he set actually for a choir in Belgium and when they came to do their notes they um, they struck a little problem with the ruru and they didn't quite know what it was so in their version it's, an, it's a nightingale. Right. So that really says, you know, this is... This is New Zealand. And did you get to hear that uh, performance? Yes, they recorded things, mm. yeah. Yeah, how so did that sit with you? I was astonished. You know, it's not something I ever would have expected to happen in my life. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, been very, very enjoyable being part of that kind of thing. Equally, as you've just shown us, a reading with you know, measured reading with space. Uh, that's important and lovely about a lullaby too. Mm, very much so, because um, it's it's about the listening as well and of moving into the space of that poem and of um, creating, you know, a rhythm for the child to breathe and relax and all of those things, yeah. Have you tested these out on young ones? <laughs> no, I don't have young ones much in my life, but I hope very much that um, because the th- the um, lullabies exist as a as a work with the words out there, I hope that people will um, use them. Certainly, um, what Anthony did was set it for um, children's choir, organ, soprano, and well, that was all I think, and um, the children choirs seem to enjoy singing the words so that was really encouraging Elena so when you come to shape this program for um, Fringe Festival for this year what was your approach uh, to go through my poems <laughs> and to think well what's going to um, give people a good idea of the range of my poetry because I will start with these lullabies um, but then I move on to I wrote some black lullabies lullabies noir as it were mm. about difficult situations and uh, so I'll read a few of those and then trying to have um, groups of poems on similar themes but ending up with a poem that I'm still writing and working on and yeah, and then having some time at the end for people to maybe talk to each other a little bit, to have a conversation with me, to ask, could you read that one again? Or, you know that poem that you're not sure about, perhaps you could try doing something or other. 
So you're comfortable with that kind of uh, open feedback opportunity? Very much so. I think it's um, a really important part of the whole process, particularly when you've got an audience that has been sitting there and listening intently for an hour. They're going to have ideas and things that they want to say. So away they go. The... Uh, the natural world has obviously had an influence on the lullabies. What about the rest of your writing, your place in, in this part of the world? Is that reflected in, in other aspects of your writing? Yes. Um, I wrote a, a poem recently about, um, well, it's a childhood memory, really, of being sent up the paddock to get a Swede. Um, so I grew up in Southland, and there are a number of poems, one of which I'll read later on, um, that reflect that, because um, I grew up in very rural, very flat Southland, not far from... Well, we could see the Dog Island Lighthouse at night, so from our back steps, so that gives you some sense of where we were. How well supported or otherwise do you feel as a poet in the city? We've seen a proliferation uh, over the last few years of those quite dynamic events, the slam poetry events and that kind of thing. What about the more gentler experience um it is i find it quite difficult to get my poetry heard um and that's partly because of who i am but um it just is difficult so that's part of the reason why i decided that i would offer an event in the fringe um and i've been hugely encouraged by um the response i've had so far so um yeah, but I think there's there's a lot of room for um, different kinds of events. I mean, there are poetry readings in cafes and things, but, yeah, I think I might have to think about, well, what else do we do? Well, do you spend much time with other writers? No, I don't, because I work, and I tend to be fairly solitary anyway. But, um, you know, I, w- I certainly would welcome being able to work in a- I did belong to a poetry circle for a little while, but um, everybody's timetables were so different from mine that I just had to withdraw again. Busy world. Oh. The venue for uh, this Fringe Festival evening is All Saints Church. Um, your thoughts on the venue? I love it. It's a wonderful space. Um, I was attending church there for quite some time. Um, I don't at the moment for all sorts of personal reasons that have got nothing to do with my faith. But the space itself is its very welcoming. Um, it's very, very peaceful in spite of the fact that it's on Cumberland Street and it's a lovely place to speak or sing. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to being in there again. It does sound as though this is an opportunity that comes along quite rarely for a writer such as you. I think so, yeah. But um, I'm really glad that I've made the effort to set it up. I, I was actually aiming for the little hall next door, but somebody else had already nabbed that. <laughs> so I was offered the chance to read in the church itself and I grabbed it. And will you be drawing on on mostly recent works or is there a a back catalogue so to speak? Oh there's a big back catalogue yeah so I'm going to try and um, cover a wide range I'm going to be reading in the black box as well and I will do some of the tougher poems that I've written whereas the ones on the 24th 
well, I still will read some of the black lullabies, but, um, yeah, it'll be a slightly gentle, gentler programme. It'll be a lovely evening. Uh, the venue again, All Saints Church, 786 Cumberland Street. Uh, the date, Wednesday the 24th of March. It's a 6pm event and entry is by Koha. Eleanor, um, but Eleanor, before you go, perhaps uh, you would um, offer another couple of readings for us. Thank you for the invitation. Eleanor Paletti with us here on ORFM's Awesome Morning Show for our right spot, looking ahead to this event at Dunedin Fringe Festival 2021. The next poem is called Slow Shoes, and it came about because I was running late to something and I said to the person I was meeting, I've got my slow shoes on today. So that was the start of a poem. I've got my slow shoes on, the ones that plod close to the earth. Sometimes I have shoes in waltz time, twirling in rapid turns, airy and light. More often they are marked andante, walking through the day at a brisk clip. Mostly I just have slow shoes, not hastening slowly, but simply plodding. And this poem um, reflects very much where I grew up but reflected on from a much older perspective it's called Moturimu Mark Rakapa everywhere towering, shaggy wind formed or sternly trimmed against the sou'wester gorse, grass blackberry the last stand of Manuka lies barren, sheltering no new growth. Tui, Nyungnyu, Piwakawaka, all flown. Some tongue and groove ceiling might remain, wooden rails embedded in a road and a name. Eleanor Paletti, thank you so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM this morning. That performance again, 24th of the March uh, at uh, All Saints Church, 6pm. And you can hear more of such readings from Eleanor. There are one of many, of course, literary-related events during Dunedin Fringe 2021. Do get out and enjoy that, won't you, and support local writers. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.